Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Vibes Nation to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live Review. For this review show, we will be reviewing none other than Doom Patrol. Luckily, me and Joel got to see the first two episodes ahead of time, you know, because we're famous now. Uh, but <laughs> we want to review them um, just to kind of, you know, ease you guys out there who are like, I'm not sure if I want to see it, blah, blah, blah. This show is going to be to wipe all that out. Uh, let me introduce my co-host for tonight, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What up, Jawan? Let's talk some Doom Patrol. Absolutely. Let's get it. Let's get right into it. Uh, the first episode of Doom Patrol is obviously is us meeting the team. Um, I actually saw an interview with Brendan Fraser today, to where he couldn't really define what these what these group of characters are, whether they're family, whether they're friends, whether they're a team, whether they're heroes. Um, and I think that was one of the biggest things that I enjoyed the most. Um, I remember saying it to you. I kind of felt like they were like everything Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't, but in a good way. So where like the Guardians are supposed to be these ragtag, uh, you know, somewhat criminals or, or whatever that turn into heroes. Doom Patrol kind of seems like they're not really heroes. Um, the story just fits to where they have to save the day because it's directly involved with them and their lives. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious, Joel, kind of walk me through what you were thinking as we got the, the first episode and we kind of get introduced to Robot Man and all these other weird assortment of characters in, uh, in episode one. It was intriguing. Because uh, we saw, obviously, we saw them in Titans. We saw a little bit of the Titans. Uh, and I like them a lot. And, and it's basically everybody from that same episode, except they changed the, the actor for Chief, uh, which is fine because it's obviously, uh, I, I really enjoy this version of Chief. It's not that big of a difference, but now he's more stuck in his, his wheelchair or uh, his automated wheelchair. And, and this is probably a, a better version of it. Um, Long term, even though I think you got to see a part, uh, a version of him in the Titans that I think will play in, uh, will play a factor later on in the Doom Patrol show. I think that I think I like that that variation and the fact that this version of of the Chief is more likable. And then we saw a part of the Chief that was a little bit crazier in the Titans show, and I believe both are real versions of him. If you read the comics, he is not all there, so he's a little he's like, like a mad scientist, so. I think it works out if, if anyone's worried that he's kind of a different person. He kind of is kind of like that. <laughs> he's he's kind of crazy. Uh, and you have to be to do, to do what he's done to, his, to the people that he has. But he has helped them. They are like his children. But he has saved them. And he, it, it's, it's weird. It's And look, if this show is anything, in the first two episodes at the very least, you see that it's insane. And these, this show goes complete balls to the wall crazy without – remorse and knows what it is and is not afraid to be what it is. I think that's why I respect it as much. I think it's really well shot. 
Like, I had issues. I talked to you a couple times about it. That the Titans, at least in the first couple episodes, kind of felt low budget. It, it, to me, it did. I really enjoyed Titans, but it felt like that. Maybe it was shot that way. Um, because they obviously had a budget. Those costumes look ridiculously good. And even the Doom Patrol costumes look really good. But this one sh- is shot a little bit differently. Um, it knows what it is, and I I enjoyed the performances in it, uh, the interpretations of the characters from the comics, and, of course, um, just the story. I mean, there was not much of a story because it is only the first two episodes, but what they're trying to tell you. you got a little bit of an origin story for couple of the characters, and, and I, I like seeing backstories of characters I don't know that well. Like, I don't know Robot Man that well. I don't know Negative Man that well. I don't know the Chief that well. I don't know um, uh, Girl. Uh, I don't know her that well. I know them. I've heard of them. I've read them before. I've seen them in cartoons before, but I don't know a lot about them. So this is like an introductory, for even for me, a person that does know the Doom Patrol, even less slightly. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it, at least right off the gate. I mean, right off the gate, I mean, it's really good. In the second episode, you get to Cyborg, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I thought those things stood out to me the most. I loved, I think I like, I think it came out of the first episode at least. And the second one, liking Robot Man a lot more than I was expecting. So, yeah, I would think it was, a, like you were telling me earlier, just it was a pleasant surprise. Right, right. And it's funny because <clears throat> I knew absolutely nothing about the Doom Patrol. Um, outside of the uh, outside of the fact of it existed once, didn't really do well, and I believe Morrison brought it back in what the nineties, um, and kind of brought yeah, life 80s. to it. Late eighties, yeah. late eighties, okay. Um, mm. Brought it back and you know and kind of gave life to it um, and, and kind of mm-hmm. created it to where we know it to be now that we now have a show for it. Yeah. Um, so right. I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about these characters, um, and what I loved the most from the first 20 minutes of it is Brendan Fraser is doing something. That's his name, right? Because I, I keep trying to yeah. – it keeps confusing yeah. me with Kelsey Grammer, and I don't know why. Because he was originally <laughs> supposed to be the chief. No. It's Brendan Fraser, yeah. You're correct. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and what, what I love most about uh, his interpretation, again, this is only the first two episodes, is that he brings so much heart to a character that could very easily be a sleeper. Like, that, that character seems like if you didn't get the right person for it, it'd be a very boring character to see yeah. on the screen. Like, him in the suit, like, it's not like, and again, for anyone who obviously has no idea about the Doom Patrol, from what I know so far, and again, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Joel, him as the no. robot man, it's not even like he has powers like Cyborg. Like, he can't do lasers or shields or right. anything. Yeah. He's purely just a robot man. So it's like if you don't really? get the right actor... To bring that emotion, bring that humor. It's a very boring character. So that immediately spoke to me um, with, with the first episode because it's not just this hotshot NASCAR driver who, you know, who got in a horrible accident that we'll get into in a little bit <clears throat> that uh, the chief then made into the robot man. Like, there's more to him. Um, you know, there's a level of sincerity, there's a level of of caring and love and humor. Um, And he brings all that into a character that, again, would be so freaking boring if not for getting the right actor for the role. Um, uh, Another character that I enjoyed seeing the origin of that I still don't fully get that I'm sure we'll 
you know, they'll explore throughout the rest of the season is Elastigirl. Um, and I think what mainly yeah. I don't understand about her is it looks like she just turns into, like, a puddle of, of goo or whatever. <laughs> Blob. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's really weird. Not like, exactly. I thought, yeah, I'm like, I thought you <laughs> yeah. expand and stuff. I'm like, why are you, like, a, a, like what, what, it's super weird. Um, but, again, she gives character to a character that would seem very boring. Um, and um, we, we also get Negative Man, I believe is his name, right? Negative Man? Correct. That's right. We see... He has a lot of layers to him. Uh, the idea of him being uh, a gay pilot in what I assume was not a time that That's being new. a gay pilot. Yeah, that was super. Yeah, I don't. I, that was super. I don't remember him being gay in a comic, so that's new to me. I don't either. I believe the guy who plays him, I can't think of his name. I remember his show on USA. Isn't he gay in real life, yeah. or am I mis? mis- no, I think you're right. I think I think I believe yeah. you're right. I think he is. So I, I'm completely fine with that. Like, that's something that does not drastically change a character whatsoever. So it's cool. No. Making him, no. uh, you making it was him, fine. him gay. Yeah. What right, I thought right. was weird was I believe they were going with the idea of he was married, I believe, with a kid, but was yeah, gay. Yeah. 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 So that was, married with a kid that was and, really and he was, yeah, because it was around during, uh, I think, the 50s or 60s or whatever, whatever time period it was. Right. Uh, so, it was, you know, it was. Ashamed, you know, you weren't, you were you, you wouldn't just come out and tell people you were gay. Not, it wasn't acceptable back then, as it is right. now. Right, and family, and and uh, let's let's not forget, uh, he was doing it in wartime. That was even more mm-hmm. not acceptable. Um, right, right, so right. I, and what's his like was, partner, right, or whatever, his friend or his yeah, close friend or whatever. Yeah, it was. It was awkward. It, was, it seemed like they were really <laughs> close friends, but I don't know if right. one had like power over the other like I'm, I'm not really sure of that they don't completely dig deep into it um but again this is stuff this is only the first two episodes we're not reviewing a full season um but yeah i thought right. that was a really a really interesting take one thing i still don't get that i'm sure they'll explain is that it seems like he blows up in the plane but it seems like yeah. his power is that he's pure energy how did he become yeah. pure energy if the last thing we saw is that he was completely burnt. So like he wasn't completely did... burnt, but he was possessed by that energy in the sky. That's basically how it looked. Like it's it, like it got into. It, that's the reason he crashed too. So it's also right, probably the same right. reason he's not dead. <laughs> you know. What I mean? I'm just more curious as to when did it turn him into pure energy? Like it doesn't seem like he could be. Um, you know, it, and it's also weird because like their powers aren't really explained either, because they don't understand their powers, which is fine. No, they're um, still learning, yeah. Right, right. The which only is weird. Whose powers... Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, which is weird, because, like, if you look at it, like, Robot Man... Like, I I, I, well, look, we're spoiling shit. <laughs> this is going to be what it is. Um, Robot Man, uh, Negative Man, and, of course, the last the girl, uh, they all have been there for a long time, and it looks like Robot Man... Has been there since the eighties, uh, and then oh, Negative Man and and Last Girl have been there a little bit longer than that, uh, and they've just kind of been and they are very happy to be alive, but they're kind of freaks, so they don't go out, <laughs> you know. They, they that's why they kind of owe their life to the chief, um, but at the same time, they they're still learning how to be what they are, but they are kind of freaks, and I think that's why Last Girl is more than because in the comics she glows and shrinks and 
can stretch her arms. She's kind of like what they what Ms. Marvel's powers are now in the comics, uh, the Kamala mm-hmm. Khan, sort of like that. Right. Um, but in this, because I remember in the comics, and especially the more, uh, like I think the Morrison one especially, uh, when she's not in full control, she'll turn into like a puddle because <laughs> she has no bones and shit like that, right. or no muscle. So she, she's just that's why she looks like that. Uh, so I figured that's why they're they're relying on that a lot more because she hasn't learned how to control it 100%. So she can't just shrink and grow and stretch. So really, she just turns into a blob, <laughs> which, is, which is interesting because she's still learning how to use her abilities. They all are, even though they've been there for years. They just never – because they're not superheroes. They tell you the thing. They're not superheroes. They're just there. Um, right. and I think that's interesting because they get introduced to Cyborg, and maybe that's where they get inspired and shit like that. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Right. Well, you lead me into the next point that I was going to make was they, um, they're they not heroes. And again, like I was saying at the beginning, um, they save the day out of circumstance. Like we see <laughs> the um, – uh, we can get into now them, you know, the, the issues we see towards the end of the episode. Obviously, we get introduced to who is my favorite character of the season so far, Crazy Jane. Um, who kind of yeah, inspires everyone to taking a field trip. <gasps> like, let's, let's, let's go out into the city. Um, so, you know, Crazy Jane gets everyone to get out of the house, get on the bus, and, and venture out into the city to where, of course, it goes wrong. Uh, you got, you got uh, Elastigirl turning into a puddle in the middle of a restaurant. Uh, I believe you had um, – why can't I keep remembering this guy's name? Uh, Somebody. The one in all the rest. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Negative Man. Negative yeah, Larry, Man, thank Larry you. Larry Trainer, yeah. It like you said in my mind. <laughs> yeah, Negative Man. Larry, and you got, oh my God, what is the robot man's name? I think it's Cliff. Yeah, it is Cliff. it is Cliff. It, it is Cliff. It is Cliff. Um, so, I mean, kind of walk me through what you were going through watching them have, I guess, a night out on the town uh, that yeah. went completely <laughs> wrong. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah. They're so out of their element, especially Rita, where she's she's the one that looks the most normal, obviously, uh, but she's also out of time. She's kind of stuck in her 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 time period, which looks like the uh, early, like the 40s or whatever, when she was a movie star. Because Rita Farr, in the, at least in that world, was a famous movie star that disappeared. Um, so she goes in there and she's kind of like trying to like fit in and talk to people, but she's also kind of nervous because she she knows what she looks like when she doesn't. When she's not in control, you know what I mean. Right. So that's what that's an interesting dynamic between her and the girl in the diner, uh, and like her listening to people talk about, like, oh, you look just like whatever, and all that extra shit. And I'm, I've been very impressed uh, with her. I, I like her as an actress, so it worked out. Uh, but yeah, I I love that. I love uh, Larry's reluctancy to be anything other than just be there. He's always trying to run away. And he wants to be by like the whole the whole scene in the bus station where he won't let him leave. That's fucking hysterical. He just keeps <laughs> passing out, passing out. <laughs> just let me go. <laughs> he's all fucked up, and you see him later. He takes all the wraps off, and he's, and look, all these years, it's like he's been like avoiding talking to this thing. But now, after what happens, he's like, look, we have to come to some type of agreement because this is this isn't working like we need it to work. And, I really intrigued to see how they where they go with a lot of it and uh, Robot Man, another character, and Crazy Jane, who's an awesome guy. Like you got to give her credit for pull. She has what sixty four uh, different personalities. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I, and look, not all of them are good. I mean, in terms of like, uh, like calm and charming, so she's crazy. And um, I, I really think uh, she does a great job as crazy. And that's a character I definitely know nothing about. That's definitely like straight out the Morrison run. I don't know anything about Crazy Jane. I've never even heard of her until they said they were going to bring her in the show. That's how much I don't know about her. So I really look more look forward to anything about her because I, I know probably the least about her than any of the other members of the Doom Patrol. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a – and Mr. Nobody. Like, I, we'll, get, we'll probably get to that later, but that's fucking weird. And meta is shit. That character is going to be very <laughs> interesting going forward. Holy shit. Heck yeah, we're we're gonna get into him, uh, get into Mr. Negative in one second. I do want to say Mr. nobody, Mr. Nobody. Sorry, Mr. Nobody. Um, one thing I do want to say about characters like Crazy Jane, um, they kind of did the same thing in the the Glass series. Um, anytime you have a character that has more than let's say five personalities, I would like for more directors and writers, even if it's comic accurate to reduce that, only because it's not logically possible for you to not only show all 60-something, you know, phases of the character, but for you to then make sure the the watcher, like the viewer knows, oh, this is Mm -hmm. is number two, this is number three. Like, realistically, just say she has 10 different, you know, personalities. That way, during the course of 15 episodes, I can get those 10. If this show goes like eight seasons, I still don't think there's any way you get 65 and get the viewer to know that they've seen all 65. So to me, I mean, it, it didn't bother me or anything. It's just one of those things where it's like you don't have to be accurate in that sense because it's like there's no way you're going to show me 65 of her personalities. Um, so you just make it more realistic. She has five or she has ten, and you just rotate through those ten. Uh, it'd be just more acceptable. I mean, I think that was my biggest issue with Glass is that you're saying he had all these different, you know, uh, personalities. I felt like I saw the same six. Um, so not to get too off topic, but that was my only kind of little nag about um, uh, Crazy James. Just like, come on, there's, there's no way we're going to see all of these. Um, no, nah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like Legion. It's like crazy. Yeah. Like they don't, I don't yeah, think they, like they get into specifics on Legion, but yeah, it's like that. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, come on, there's no way you're going to get into all 60-something of her personalities. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I will agree I will agree with you. It was crazy to see that, that whole sequence uh, play out of them going into town. I think the thing that kind of confused me a little bit is I had to go back to Titans and see the episode of Doom Patrol because I had to kind of try to see if I could match up the timeline because in Titans – none of them know how to use their powers in Titans. So I'm right. curious, does Doom Patrol they still take don't. place? Right. <laughs> so it's like all this time went by, it's like they never thought to themselves, you know, it'd be kind of great, like, if I just figured out what I was doing, so, like, you know, I can maybe go out once in a while. The the Chief is one of those those parents that's kind of like, oh, you just want to kind of, like, you know, work a nine-to-five and not really, you know, have any ambitions? Cool, I'm fine with that. And so it's right. like they they built in their mind like I don't really need to go out. And the chief instead of like He's being the proper overprotective, you know, right, right, right. Instead of being someone who's like, if I showed you how to use your powers, I could trust you going out into society and not just randomly using your powers. Um, and it was crazy because it's just like you saw in Titans, um, 
you know, a Lassie girl just at the table eating, kind of just kind of melting away there. Um, so, you know, you fast forward to now, she's in the diner. She's kind of getting a little agitated. She's kind of getting a little nervous. People are noticing her. The, the waitress, I think, mainly was the one noticing her. Um, you know, she yeah. kind of doesn't know what to do because she can't, she can't embrace it because then people are going to be like, how are you still alive and look this young? Like, <laughs> wasn't that back, like, generations ago? So, you know, there's a lot about these characters that, you know, because I know a lot of people who aren't aware of the characters would just go, well, you know, just tell me, yeah, it's you. It's like, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I was an actor no. back in the 40s. Yeah, it's like right. 2019. Well, so, like, I can't just be like, yeah, it's me. So, you know, it, it was just interesting to, to see her kind of struggle with that because I'm sure she would love to say, yeah, it was me, and I'm I'm really shocked that you even know my work or whatever. Um you know, I mean, Cliff, I'm sure it's hard for Cliff. Like, he could never do NASCAR again, and I'm pretty sure he would love to. Um, so right. all these characters dealing with these these hardships, and then, boom, in comes uh, the most, I think even to a degree, as meta as Deadpool, um, Mr. Yeah, Nobody, yeah, I mean, yeah. who seems to be everybody <laughs> in this storyline. Uh, kind of take me He's through your thought. He's a fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Walk me through you seeing Mr. Nobody for the first time. I, again, that's another character I don't know that well. Like, I've heard of Mr. Nobody. He's really weird looking in the comics. And the way they pulled it off on the show really works for me. I didn't realize he was so damn meta. Bro, he's he's super meta. <laughs> like, you think Deadpool's like, like talks to this guy? He literally does the same shit, but he has, like, I don't even know how to explain what his powers are. I have no idea. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of research on him, but from what it I gather, like he, he, he could yeah, manipulate time, space. Yeah, it looks like he could just do yeah. pretty much whatever he dictates the story to, to do, I guess. That's kind of really what it seemed like. Right, exactly. That's why I'm like, what? That's insane. What the fuck? Um, but, <laughs> uh, but I think what's interesting and uh, some Doom Patrol news just kind of dropped right now as we were talking. Uh, and I really look forward to seeing that character in the future. But I, I, I of the characters we got, uh, I have to say, um, because you get, we don't get Cyborg in episode two. Uh, and yes, Cyborg is in the show. A lot of you that know about the show probably already know that. And if you didn't, well, surprise, he's on all the posters. <laughs> um, and I have to say, I really enjoyed Cyborg a lot. Um, more than I expected to, because you know, for at first glance, it's not the most appealing looking cyborg. Don't get me wrong; I don't hate it at all. Um, especially considering where we came from with Smallville and everyone wearing hoodies. So I'm not I'm not opposed to this version of cyborg at all. And I think he did a really good job. I re- there's a lot of little Easter eggs in the cyborg episode. I mean, in the episode two where you meet cyborg, and he's already an established hero more or less, even though he's a young hero. He's still kind of coming into his own, um, and he knows the chief. That's how he. That's how you know of, of the Doom Patrol because his because uh, his father and chief are, know each other, and he's helped him a, a, a couple times with his own stuff. Um, and he's told him about his Doom Patrol, but he never met them until recently because he kind of listens for shit, like he listens to like emergencies and all that. And it just so right. happens that it's in the same. They're in the same vicinity or whatever like he listens and he goes there and i really liked it i he mentioned grid i don't know if you know grid but grid uh apparently in this show grid is his ai sort of like what jarvis was but grid in the comics is 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 his evil form 
comics in the in the New Fifty Two comics, Grid is from Earth Three, and he took and it's the armor that took over his body and has been living with him like the whole time. And then when the, when like the injust uh, I forget what they're called the the crime syndicate or whatever comes from Earth Three, he's actually part of them and kind of like peels himself off of Cyborg and leaves him as like a carcass and they have to give him a new body. But he's like he's the he's the initial armor that took over. So I don't know if they're ever gonna do that part, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Grid being a, a, an evil AI is something I wouldn't be surprised we see in the future for Cyborg, a character that doesn't have a lot of no, known villains. So uh, I am intrigued by them using the word Grid. So I that that took that caught me off like like wow like they used Grid. I'm like oh shit they didn't even do that in the, in the Justice League movie. So I'm very curious how they go with that. I can't wait to see him without the jump a jumpsuit because I know it's killing Jawan seeing him in clothes, but. It didn't bother me. He wouldn't believe. It didn't bother me as much as I was watching it. I'm like, he's fully covered. But it didn't bother. I thought it would bother me more, but it didn't. He grew on me as he wore. He he wants to look normal. I get it. But how'd you like Slyboy? Because I I I actually really enjoyed him. No, I actually enjoyed him uh, a lot. Uh, And and when I say the jumpsuit bothered me, I don't mean Cyborg should never ever have clothes on. I just mean I want to see him. Uh, it's gonna sound weird. It sounded weird when I said it to Joel. I wanted to see him with no clothes, <laughs> meaning just showing like his his robot body, um, just to see how they're able to to make that look. And if that looks good, and then you want to tell me, you know, that he wears clothes here and there, cool, no problem. I, I don't have any issue with that. Um, but it'd be like if you told me, hey, you know, robot man, like he's gonna have clothes on majority of the time, so you don't really get to see like what his robot body looks like. That would bother me a little bit. Uh, and I'm not saying that we won't see Cyborg, uh, Cyborg's actual body that we know from the comics. Again, it's only two episodes in. Um, so I'm not freaking out about that. I just thought we right. would see him with, without clothes first and then kind of, you know, start to say, you know, I, I want to cover up. <laughs> you know, I feel subconscious yeah. about it. Um, but obviously this, this isn't a rookie Cyborg like I thought it would be. This is a more experienced Cyborg. Um, who's been around for a little bit. Obviously, maybe not years, but he's been around for a while. Um, I I believe he even made, I I could be wrong, but he either made a Star Labs reference or a Flash reference. Um, I think they were in Star Labs uh, in Detroit, not not in uh, Central City. I think because he's saying he says he's from Detroit, and I believe they're at Star Labs in Detroit uh, at one point during the show. Like that one when they do the flashbacks, I believe they're in Star Labs, yeah. He does make a flash joke because I'm remembering. I'm playing it back in my head now. He was talking to either a little girl or somebody, and he was saying, "Do you know the Flash?" And like they were shaking their head yes. And he was like, "I'll tell you a little secret. He's not as fat as everyone thinks he is." And I was just like, "This is so <laughs> awesome! Like this is so yeah. great! Like he, he knows talks the about Flash, the obviously. Right? Yeah, yes, exactly. It's, cool. it's so awesome because it's like it, it feeds more into the world of Titans that. Obviously, we know Diana exists because we have Wonder Girl. Right. We know Batman exists because we've seen him, and obviously Dick That's Grayson. Right. Um, so just hearing and more leaders. But yeah, there's a lot. And no, Superman. We know Superman exists from uh, oh, right, right. the uh, the ending of Titans. So people who haven't seen Titans, maybe you should like stay all the way to the end. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get two new characters. Um, but see that that's what that's what's gonna make Titan season two uh, something to not miss because there's so much they have to introduce. 
Um, well, let me not say have to, but there's so much that as a fan of season one, you hope they introduce, which is Cyborg, which is Superboy, which is um, Crypto, uh, which is, you know, Slade and his kids. Like, there's just so much for them to introduce. Ooh. But let's, yeah, let's bring it back to um, – it's going to be very interesting. Let's bring it back yeah, to – Yeah, we'll um, get to it. Doom Patrol season, uh, I was going to say season two, episode two, um, where I knew, I knew I would like Cyborg when I saw him as the, uh, the voice of the ATM that the guy was trying to rob. Uh, and it was hilarious. He was controlling the ATM that shot out like a bunch of money. And then I think like the guy turned around and he knocked him out. Um, it just, it, it plays on the humorous side of Cyborg that I wanted, like, I didn't want a super serious cyborg because we already have that in the DCEU. I wanted a right. more Titans, Teen Titans from the show. <laughs> right. Youthful and a more accurate to the show where cyborg was more joyous, more comical, um, but was right. serious when he needed to be. And jo- Jovian, I believe is, is his name, the actor who plays, right. um, who plays cyborg. He looks like he could hit both sides. He could hit the humorous and the serious. Um, and that's something I was really looking for the most, more so than his appearance, was how is he going to be able to hit the range of Cyborg? Because, of course, is Cyborg the godfather? No. Like, you don't need an Academy Award performance, but you need someone who can, you know, be joyous and fun and, and fun going and really serious when they need to be because Cyborg is right. a somewhat complex character. Um, yeah. So I want you to kind of take me through, before we get further into what Cyborg kind of brought to the episode two. Kind of close out episode one really quick with your thoughts on what Mr. Nobody um, brought amongst the town and how weird that donkey was. I don't get the donkey. I told you, this show's weird. The donkey was (laughs) – he was the key to another dimension. That's probably the best way I I could put it. In there, they were able to see their worst fears come to life, it looks like. Uh, And he was literally narrating it as it went forward. And it was like, what the? I did not understand that at all. I can't wait to know more about it. Like, his whole story doesn't even, like, it doesn't even click. Like, he, I don't know, what, World War II in Germany, where he got his powers from, and some bullshit like that. And I, I don't, look, there's a lot of question marks with Mr. Nobody. The goat is weird. You're going to get to the part with the goat, and you're going to say, what the fuck? And it's okay, because they, they handle it well. <laughs> you're going to say, what the fuck? And it's okay, because it's fucking, look, this show's weird. You just got to know that going in. Uh, it's not a normal show. Um, oh, did, wait, before we move on to the next topic, um, I want to say one more thing on Cyborg. Um, did you notice when he was talking to his father and, and, and Chief when they were in the same room together, they mentioned his height because he's not a tall dude. This kid's like five, I don't even know, five nine maybe. I'm not even sure. Um, he's not as tall as a cy- like cyborg you expect him to be. And they mentioned it like they kind of had they kind of mentioned it during the episode. She's like, "Oh, you look like you got taller." And you know, his father's like, "No, no, he can't get taller. He he stopped growing when the cybernetics got attached to him or whatever." I'm like, "That's interesting." At least they 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 touched on it and they didn't even have to touch on it. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you at all. But see, that's that's what I like. It's a liberty that they took. Like to me, right? Cyborg doesn't need to be freakishly tall. Like I mean, right? If if you kind of watch it from the aspect of the cartoon, which a lot of us are more so right. uh, knowledgeable of the cartoon than maybe some of the comics, 
um, you know, he right. kind of seemed like he was taller than everybody. But I mean, it was it was in the sense of it seemed like he was made to be taller because of his robot part. Um, right. So if you're telling me you want to take the liberty of making him around to what you would seem, what it would seem to be the same height as majority of the Titans cast. I'm fine with that. Like, I I mean, he's not ridiculously short. He's not overly tall. He seems like an average height. Average height. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you, just to go a little deeper, I mean, we know Victor Stone was a, a star quarterback. A lot of the quarterbacks right. of today's time are pretty short. So, it's like. Well, I think, it makes isn't sense. he a receiver or whatever? Or is that from the Young Justice? I forget. They switch it up. Like, he's a quarterback in certain was, things, a receiver in some. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. But I thought I thought he was an all-star quarterback, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was a receiver. In the comics, he is. I just don't remember if they changed it in the show or not. I forget. I don't think they touched about his football. His football. Yeah, they didn't really yet. touch much much about it. I mean, I think that's one of the most un like no one really cares facts about Cyborg. It's like, oh, he's you yeah. know, all they mentioned. What like, position he did he play? But you bring up a really good point because I am sure someone in the world that we live in is going to complain about his height. It's, it, yeah. To me, it doesn't, doesn't matter. That was the least of my concerns uh, when I first saw Cyborg was his height. Um, but, yes, yeah, like you said, before we move on to more of Cyborg's story in, in episode two, like you said, um, it was one of those things to where the end of episode one was so weird. But that's what gives the show its its flair is that it is weird and it doesn't apologize for being weird. Um, no, not at all. You know, and it's it's I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. It's super dark. Um, the way uh, we find out Robot Man's uh, wife and daughter died was like super insane and super dark. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought they just left. Yeah, I thought they just left. <laughs> and it's like nope. Everyone was decapitated. It was just like, whoa, wow. Was not expecting that. But um, they did so, tell you, at least like Jane was telling him, his daughter is alive, and they were lying to him. Well, at least Chief was lying to him. So um, right. I don't know why Chief was lying to him. But, you know, look, as I said, she's just not all up there. <laughs> he has his own agenda. On agenda. He's yeah. not all, right. Like you saw in Titans, he's not all always a good dude. So, uh he he. We'll see. I, I can't wait to see how they they touch upon it. Uh, Cliff obviously knows now that his daughter is probably alive, and he's been lied to the whole time he's been at the at the mansion. So we'll see what direction that goes in. I'm very excited. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, and I mean, if if you look at the way that you know, I don't want to get too psychoanalyst in, into it. Um, but if you look at it, the, the way that that car hit, his daughter was, was like a baby at the time. Not like an infant, right. but like maybe right, four yeah. or five. Small. So she seems like she'd be small enough for that not to have hit her. Like she would have just made it underneath. Um, so, I mean, it was one of those things to where it was like, while you're watching it, you're like, oh, man, like everybody died. But then when you kind of find out like, oh, no, maybe she's still alive. It's like, yeah, that's kind of believable. Like she seemed too short to have been <laughs> decapitated. Um, right. Yeah, like I said, the, the show is very dark. DC on their shows so far do take dark aspects. And adult. Um, go ahead, I'm sorry. The show is adult. No, and I'm saying and adult. The show is uh, yeah, shows very nudity. It's, it's the very first DC adult. show I've seen show nudity. So be prepared. Well, no, Titans did. <laughs> Titans did with um, Hulk. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. They showed their yeah, butts. They showed, probably, right? they showed their they showed their butt. See their butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they this one was a little bit that. farther. This, this one was further. 
Um, so any <laughs> yeah, parents who like <laughs> any parents who like bought their kids like the DC streaming service, like for the kids to watch all yeah. the old animated shows and stuff, just know this and Titans are pretty dark if your kids like under the age of sixteen. It's pretty dark. Right. And yeah. a little mature at the very <laughs> least. Titans is darker in terms of tone. That uh, Doom right. is a little lighter, but it's a little. It's still adult. It's very. It's a mature right. show. You know, they curse a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I'd say purely Crazy Jane is is where the censorship is at its highest. Um, <laughs> she is very uh, foul mouthed. Um, but let's uh, let's move on to, to episode two. We kind of get the fallout of episode one uh, from Mister Nobody's attack on the city. The city has disappeared completely into the body of the uh, the donkey, which, again, That's right. really the weird. Donkey. <laughs> which very, is really very weird, weird that they went the route of the donkey. But it gives our quote-unquote heroes an opportunity to spring into action when Cyborg lands on the doorstep of the mansion. Joel, you can kind of take us from there, like what Cyborg uh, kind of brought to this, this group of misfits in his uh, his arrival. I like his interaction, like like when he first uh, runs into Robot Man, and I just I just because you know what they're kind of similar. At least you look at them as similar. One's a Robot Man and one's a Cyborg, so you automatically think they're kind of the same. And at least in this show, you see from the from the very beginning how different they are. <laughs> like Robot Man, like like Jawan said earlier, is a legit dude in a robot. Not a dude. His brain is inside a robot. So he can't really feel or he doesn't get tired, as he was saying, as he was chasing the goat. As he was threatening the goat, he can keep running. I don't get tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's just a dude and it's just a, it's a robot man. That's what exactly is. All he has is, like, he's pretty much invulnerable and he's super, and he's super strong. Um, but Cyborg is different. Cyborg is partly human. And it looks like more, there are parts of his, um, um, his, there's more human side of him than we thought. Because if you look at, like, when you see him, because they show him, like, his, like, a flashback of him getting damaged, it doesn't look like all oh, his body gets fucked up. So, it's like, there are certain parts of his body that are still human. I think, like, some of his, like, his left arm and some of his other, like, parts of his leg and shit like that. <clears throat> so, it's not full cybernetics. There's probably, like, 80%, 90% of his body is cybernetics. But you see him use his powers. Like, you see Cyborg running really fast. You see Cyborg jumping pretty damn high. You see him shielding himself with some type of force field, which is pretty cool. There's a couple things you get to see him use, and um, I did like his interaction, especially with, I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth between him and Robot Man, because uh, Cliff is just, this is a, it seems to be the comic relief, even though he's also the heart of the, the show as well, so far. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, I just you didn't get to see him interact a lot with the other ones. You saw him with Larry a little bit. And you saw him with Rita a little bit. Um, but he's just a good compliment to them because they're just reluctant to do anything except be home. <laughs> so he's. I think it works in that regard. He is going to be the character to because he wants to be a hero. He is at least in his eyes a hero. And then you have the the wild card in Crazy Jane to help spice things up. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that stood out to me is I'm not sure yet what they're really aiming for, but it looks like Robot Man and um, Crazy Jane might turn into something, whether it's a father-daughter kind of thing or a more romantic kind of thing. Um, They just seem to click really well. Yeah, they Um, they do. 
so I mean, again, I'm not shipping them. I'm just saying it seems like they're they're bonding, and Crazy Jane doesn't really seem like the bonding type. That's the only reason right. why I'm saying it could be something more than just oh, we're really good friends here. Like it seems like it could be more. Like on a deeper level, they understand each other. Um, right. It just what it seems like. I mean, from Crazy Jane completely flipping out, Robot Man having to lock her in this room um, and try to, you know, talk her down, and it just not not working. Um, I, I will say one thing I didn't like, and, you know, you kind of spoke about it with, with the first two episodes of Titans. I wasn't the biggest fan of how the CGI looked for Cyborg Shield. Um I kind of felt like they were trying to do too much where you kind of, you could have kind of just made it simple. Um, it looked way too digital and it was weird for me. Like I, I didn't know if he was opening up a screen to do something or if it was supposed to be like purely just a shield. Um, it was weird to me and it kind of freaked me out a little bit from the sense of they weren't looking for him to use like any other attack based uh, ability. And I was kind of curious on why they were holding out. Maybe there's going to be this huge scene where you see Cyborg completely break out all of his guns or whatever. Um, but it just looked weird to me. So I kind of wanted to go right back to you. Uh, were you completely fine with it, or did it kind of just bother you just a little bit on, on the look of, of his shield? No, it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> it looked like a digital shield. <laughs> Fair just, enough. It, wor- it worked. Uh, it didn't throw me off. Uh it, they were obviously holding back. That's why they're covering his body because they want to hold back. And I, I look at the end of the episode two, you do get a um, a look at the, like a vision from Crazy Jane, and you do see Cyborg and all like without clothes and shit like that, holding somebody. I don't remember who he was holding, but um, I thought that was interesting. And it looks like we may get to see Cyborg in full, you know, Cyborg mode. Uh, towards the end, and hopefully we do little by little see him use his abilities, like whatever what other things Cyborg can do, uh, just like everybody else. Like we haven't seen anybody at full power yet, in my opinion. We've just seen bits and pieces, so I can't wait to see as everybody progresses throughout the show. It's gonna be 15 episodes, so I'm really excited. Where Titans kind of cut us off early, uh, Doom Patrol's making up for it and giving us extra. Yeah, and I will say Titans was a slow build. Um, they still don't know how to use their powers. Raven doesn't. Uh, Beast Boy can right. still only turn into one animal. Um, right. So, Tiger. you know, they're still figuring it out. I'd say Starfire and Robin with his capabilities, not abilities, his capabilities and Starfire's abilities, they're obviously the veterans of the uh, of the group. Yeah. Um, and she's still learning, Star- too. Right. I, was her say, I think she amnesia. still has room to go. Right. She still has right. room to go because I think are going to kind of go into the concept of her using blast rather than burning people alive. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they'll work into that. Um, but I, I think with this Doom Patrol, I think it'll be up until the 15th episode before you see them kind of really getting a grasp on how to use their powers without completely uh, making things worse. Which, which to me is fine. Which to me is fine. Um, you know, as long as you establish up front they have absolutely no idea how to be a hero. They don't even want to be a hero. They'd rather just be locked up in the house um, for the rest of the time. So when you establish that, it doesn't make me put a, a hero clock on it. Like, um, right. you know, when you started off like, hey, they, you know, they want to be a hero. Like, 
with Cyborg. Like, if they were telling me Cyborg didn't know how to use his ability, but yet he's trying to be a hero at every turn, I wouldn't right. be sold on you making me wait 14 episodes <laughs> to see him access his abilities. Like, no, no, no. It has right. to be sooner. Um, so right. that's why this show, if you walk into it with the idea of knowing they're not meant to be heroes, they don't want to be. They tell you this. Um, then all the craziness will be a lot more sane to you uh, because you'll go into a real have no idea what they're doing. Uh, and it's being led by a guy who does not want to teach them how to use any of their abilities. Uh, so that's what kind of makes it a lot difficult on their end. Because you have Robot Man who, that's it. Like, you've seen what he could do. He does, there's nothing really else. Um, I'm sure he's going to be in battle and be like, help me. And they're like, I don't know how. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes it it makes it amazing to, to see the idea of that. Um I also love the, uh, again, the biggest thing of Cyborg's story is the, the contrast between him and his father. Uh, they just don't really get along. The difference in this that we don't see in, other, in any other interpretation of Cyborg with his father is he's so young, he's obedient. Um, you get him, of course, going out and trying to be a hero maybe when his dad really doesn't want him to, but I kind of felt like when his dad was like, let's go, he was like, okay. Because um, he's still a child. Uh, so that was a really interesting take. I, I don't really think we've seen much of that um, in any iteration of Cyborg. We've really seen the I'm my own man, I don't really need you kind of Cyborg. So that was really unique to see that. Um, because I think the way that they're approaching Cyborg, it is completely obvious. They were looking for his age to match purely with Ryan Potter's. Um, for the two of them to eventually become best of friends. Uh, and I could see it already. Like, <laughs> you could just yeah, see how yeah. you could see the, the personality of Beast Boy in season one of Titans. And when you see these first two episodes, you'll immediately go, they're going to click in, as soon as they meet each other. Um, yep. And they have now a common bond, which is the Doom Patrol. Um, both have experience with the Chiefs and, you know, the main cast. So, you know, they're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so I was really happy that they catered Cyborg, it seems, to Beast Boy. Um, we also get uh, us kind of moving forward. We get uh, Cyborg figuring out that the town is in uh, the, donkey's, the donkey's body uh, and that they're going to have to go through his mouth uh, <laughs> to really figure out what's going on. And you get Elastigirl kind of like, I don't want to do this. And, you know, her kind of being goaded into it. One thing I wanted uh, you to kind of touch on, Joel, that I thought was hilarious is how they all oh. guilt each other into being heroes. Um, you kind of get, yeah, really. uh, you kind of get Elastigirl guilting. Um, uh, God, why do I keep forgetting his name? It's going to kill me, Joel. Uh, <laughs> I that? hate it. I hate it so much. I keep forgetting his name. The, the guy who turns is like pure energy. Negative Man or Larry Trainer? Negative like his Man. Superhero name? Or? Yeah, his superhero oh. name. Um, she kind of goes man, yeah. Negative Man into leaving the house with her uh, when they're all looking to go yeah. out on that adventure. So it, it, it's yeah. really funny how they each know each other's weaknesses and they, they kind of like bribe it uh, into doing what, what they need them to do at, at, at point. Um, but I want you, Joel, to kind of go into Mr. Nobody orchestrating them going into the, the donkey's body, and then how when they're in there, he's just orchestrating 
an entire reality for them to kind of just go with it. It's weird. <laughs> like like I, was, I was explaining it earlier, it, it's all, it's very weird. Everybody has their moment where they're kind of in a safe place, and then it slowly turns into like their worst nightmare. Uh, and it's 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 crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they they managed to get through it, but it's one of those trippy ass moments where you're like, what the fuck is going on? That's exactly how it felt. Like I don't know what's going on, but this is happening, and they they went through the mouth of the the goat to get there with the keyhole. It's just it's hard to explain. You're gonna have to watch it for yourself. I don't want to give away too much, but it's the one of the weirdest scenes. But I, you do get to see a flashback. It helps build their their his, the history of the characters too. So you see a little bit of their past and mixes it in there with, with you know with them trying to explain it. So and and of course you see how meta uh, Mr. Nobody is. He's just a really weird villain. Which is, I think is going to work perfectly for this show because there's weirder characters to come, and I can't wait to see how they how they manage to pull it off because it, it this this season is going to be crazy. If, if the first two episodes are anything, this this season is going to be crazy. Yes, no, I completely agree. Alan is possibly one of the best voice actors, underrated voice actors, and underrated actors um out there uh, he just he brings so much fun he was the robot in um rogue one that everyone loves um he just he, he brings so much to uh to his to his acting and with this like i said it, it seems like dc's version of deadpool not in the sense of the healing and everything like that but just how meta he is like he understands that you're watching the show and he's narrating it um and the then he's talking yeah. to the yeah, the whole time, like, it's it's completely trippy, but it's so much fun. Like, I have fun watching these characters. I, I'm going to have to wait until I see more of the season, but I can tell you I'm more invested in this than I was the first two episodes of Titans. Not that Titans did anything wrong. It's just this show, because I have little to no knowledge, is teaching me everything, and I'm just so invested in learning more um, about these characters that it, it pulled me completely in. And one, one last thing I want to say before we start to wrap it up. I want to make the comparison. The Chief and the Doom Patrol, I compare it to Frankenstein and, uh, and you know, the, the monster in the sense of everyone always thinks the monster is the bad guy. Um, but no one ever pays attention to the doctor. Um, I feel as though there's more to the Chief. Like you brought up before, Joel, there's more to the mm-hmm. Chief uh, than meets the eye. It will this show will obviously dig more into it. Seems to have known what the chief uh, was up to, what the, who the chief really was, um, and he played to that. Um, he played to that by orchestrating, you know, everything that happened, forcing these guys to become public. Um, so it was just, it was a lot that he orchestrated. It was also interesting to see when he brought up the nightmare of Cyborg, where he's laying on the table, completely dismembered by the bomb. Um, just right. how real that looked. Like, that looked sick. I was not expecting to, to see that, and it was crazy to see. Um, they did a really good job on the visual of that. But um, Mr. Nobody is going to be a really, really, really fun character. The biggest thing I'm interested in is seeing how you fight someone who seems like he could be nowhere. <laughs> nowhere but everywhere. Yeah. Um, All the same time, how yeah. Physically, right, how they physically are able to fight someone who seems like he's miles ahead of them uh, is going to be so much fun to see play out. 
But um, I like I said, I really enjoyed these first two episodes. My standout character, I desperately want to say Robot Man, but I just love Crazy Jane so much. Um, just the idea of her ability to turn into complete fire and then like really tall fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm. I'm really interested in what else this character can kind of morph into. Um, we kind of saw, like, her turn into, like, a little kid, but I don't remember what the power of the kid was. She was just, like, a baby. Um, oh, yeah, a huge fan of Cyborg. Um, so there's just right. so many. <laughs> it was it was really weird. She was such a huge fan of Cyborg. Um, but there's so many layers that this show is going to peel back um, as the season goes. Uh, I want to kick it to you, Joel, for your, for your closing statements on – the first two episodes of season one of Doom Patrol. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> In the first two episodes, uh, you get your. It, it's hard to say it wasn't good because I I I told you right after I was done with it, I was like, wow, this was really good. Like uh, I heard it was good, and I was very happy to find out that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was absolutely impressed with with what I saw. Uh, I, I I can't wait to see more. That like I said, there was an announcement. I mean, there's been announcements all week about characters to come, so I'm looking forward to seeing that play out because I, I know one of them at least, <laughs> and I want to see him come in. And uh, I I I really never thought I'd say this, but I'm looking forward to seeing New Patrol on television. <laughs> I'm completely with my one recommendation to anyone who, like I said at the beginning of the show, is unsure about it. Don't form your opinion. Um, like, if you're saying you don't like it, allow yourself to see at least two more episodes, uh, mainly because I heard a lot of people say they couldn't get into Titans with the first two episodes. But if you're a fan of, yeah. you know, of DC, it gets better. But you have to give it time. Yeah. You have to give it a, a chance to get better. Um, the first mm-hmm. two episodes are like a first movie and a trilogy. The first movie is all right. it's doing is setting you up for what the trilogy is going to be. So, of course, it's not going to have all the action. It's not going to have all the glamour. Um, it's just a story. The I really second, like the first. I mean, the second episode. The second episode was really good, in my opinion. Right. First episode no, no, was a little shaky. Second one was good. Third one wasn't great. Fourth one, fifth one, it got better after that. But two was good. One was okay. Two was good. Three was okay. And then four and the rest were pretty dang good. <laughs> yeah. For me. Um. I'll say it depends on what you're looking forward to heading into Titans. Like, if you're looking forward to Robin, you got a really good amount of Robin (laughs) within those first two episodes. Um, But if you are looking for the Teen Titans that you remember from the cartoons within the first two episodes, no, they had a story to build. Um, So, like I said, if you just give it time. It seems so trippy. I know someone, Joel, who saw, like, the first 20 minutes of Doctor Strange and said, this movie's too trippy. Like, I, I can't keep up. It never finished it. And I was just like, dude, if you had finished really? it, it would have all paid <laughs> off. Like, it would have made sense at the end. Um, you know, so I, I just say this. I enjoyed the first two episodes. Joel Tuso enjoyed the first two episodes. If you did this not, please give it time <laughs> before you consider the entire season a watch. Um, because, right. I, like I said, I've had so much fun with these first two episodes. Um, and like you, can't believe I'm saying it. Never knew who the Doom Patrol was before this, but I'm really looking forward to seeing more Doom Patrol on TV. Me too. But that's 
Can't complain, that's man. All we, I can't complain either, man. But that's all we have, guys. Um, I enjoyed reviewing this with you, Joel. I also, um, with Kanan, typed up an article about it for people who might not want right. to listen to it but rather read it. Right. Now you have options. Right. Uh, <laughs> so make sure you not only check out the article, but you check out the past episode of Top Ten, and you check out our uh, latest episode of Geek Vibes Live. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Joel, for conducting this interview with me. I will let you get back no to your night. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank and, you. And thank you. No problem. And thank you guys. We will see you next time for whatever we decide to review next. Peace. Peace.